morning all. It is Tuesday, March 7. The Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio. A very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. And, uh, well, plenty of news in rugby league. We've got judiciary tonight. Wade Graham heading that way. Teams this afternoon. See if some stars will come back. A lot of talent was missing from round one. And some signing news or re-signing news as well. We've got uh, Cricket Australia confirming that Pat Cummins is staying in Australia. Steve Smith to lead us again in Ahmedabad. And the first test, oh, the fourth test, sorry, starting on Thursday there as we try and even the series in India. But as I say, morning to you, Loz. News late last night, Kuriyama reporting. David Fafida has agreed to terms a three-year extension and a report saying... For around $800,000 a season, so that's a significant pay cut on his current contract. Uh, but uh, Brisbane and your old team, the Raiders, had a big crack at him. But uh, in the end, oh, I mean, players can do whatever they want, but it wouldn't have been a great look, I think, if Fafita went and took that huge contract at the Titans. And then as soon as it expires after a couple of years, he goes and heads elsewhere. But, you know, it's the player's prerogative. But morning to you, mate. But yeah. in the end, he's staying at the Titans. Yeah, morning, boys. Morning, everybody. Um, yeah, I can't begrudge a player if they move around clubs. Um, but if you're happy in a program, you usually tend to stay there. So David Fafita must be happy up there at the Gold Coast Titans. He signed a, a massive deal to go and play there a couple of years ago. This is a reduced number. Uh, but he's happy to stay with his playing group. So it's a vote of confidence in the coach, Justin Holbrook, who himself is under pressure this season. But they started the season off well with a win at Leichhardt Oval against the Tigers. Now, the Raiders, they tabled an offer worth around 900000 a year to Fafida, and I think the Broncos were up around the same money as well, uh, given they had a bit of money in their salary cap with Herbie Farmworth and Flegler moving to the, the Dolphins next season. So uh, he's decided to stay on the Gold Coast, and I'm just hoping that David Fafita can reach his potential because he's such a dynamic player. For an edge-back rower, he's got speed, he's got terrific evasive skills. Uh, he's a player that is only still relatively young in football terms, um, and he's got a massive future in front of him. Uh, and on the other end of the scale, you've got a bloke like Wade Graham who pulled off one of the shots um, of the last couple of years, but unfortunately... Uh, has to go to the judiciary tonight because he um, doesn't want to accept a three-game penalty. Uh, he's looking at a four-game penalty if he loses tonight, but he can also go for downgrades and things like that. And I'm sure that's what the, the Sharkies are looking for. They don't want to see Wade Graham out for too long. Um, but, you know, he, he he's just been a, a wonderful player, Wade Graham. But unfortunately, um, you know, the, the match review panel has deemed that tackle unnecessary and with a bit of force and a bit of recklessness. Uh, so he has to front the judiciary tonight. Morning to you, pup. Uh, now, I had to leave late in yesterday's show. I was reliably informed that I got absolutely rinsed in the last few minutes after I left yesterday. <laughs> Morning, boys. Uh, happy Tuesday. Uh, no, I don't think we're too bad. We probably gave you serve. You did leave. Yeah, I can't even remember. You did leave 10 minutes early. How dare you? Yeah, uh, and for cash, for another cash gig. So, of course, you're going to cop a spray. Well, you knew the truth. <laughs> I don't let that get in the way of a good story. Um, Loz, I'm not so sure. Wade Graham, four games or three games. He didn't get him in the head. It didn't look like, unless, unless they've got other camera angles that show they, the They look at a lot first, uh, closer vision and different television shots than what we see. The other thing and they is, slow it right down, so yeah. they'd have better angles. But the other thing I heard them say 
at in the moment that he left the ground. Like surely, any time you make a tackle, you there's there's, there's every chance. Yeah, but that, what they would say then that contributes to being reckless and careless. But so if it's so, what if it's reckless? If it's reckless and careless, but it doesn't hurt but anyone. What they're why saying is what they're saying is that you need to plant your feet. But if, you, he, if, but if you jump in the air, you're he, not planting your feet. Has he not got his feet planted before he jumps to... Like, if you go to tackle someone, yeah. I would imagine a lot of the time you're in the air when uh, you go to tackle someone. Yeah. Does that not oh, happen? Does no, that not, not, not really, no. Your feet are always well, on the Well, ground. if you go, you go to hit someone in the air, you've yeah. got no strength. So if, I, if I'm carrying the ball, yeah. you've got no strength. So you, you, need a, you need a strong base. Base, okay. So you need a strong base to actually go through with that tackle. If I'm up in the air... I've got no strength. Yeah, okay. So if you know so, what I mean. So is that is that is that what's caused the problem more than because it it looks like it's shoulder first to me. Yeah, I th- well, it, it could be, but I, I don't see how he's off the ground. He's left. So he's no, he's le- he, and his left foot's like a, an inch off the ground. Yeah, I don't. Like think it's not I, like I, he's run and jump I, for the I, big shoulder. I'm only shoulder going barge. on what I'm thinking. There, they that's why they. They, they gave him this, this penalty. And three games? Yeah, I'm with you, Clarky. I That's think it's heavy, an overreaction. Mate. I reckon that is heavy. And again, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but I always do. You take the player as well. Mate, you're talking about a dude with a great reputation. He's been, he played the yeah. sport for a long time. He's not a thug. No. But, like, but go back. Does he fall into that tackle? Uh, is he falling reckon, into that tackle? I reckon that's heavy. I actually reckon it's a great oh, hit. Look, 10 years ago, it would have oh. been a great hit. Five. But he, he looks like he loses his feet. Opposition player Ali. gets up. No, yeah. he's, he sort of braces himself because yeah. he catches. Graham saw him coming back on the inside, and uh, mm. Moali probably didn't see him there until no. very, very late and braced himself at the last second for the yeah. contact. I reckon, I, reckon it's more, I reckon it's the. If that breaks the opposition player's jaw, for example, then okay, take your mm. four weeks. Mate, he's got three weeks for, for a good hit. Yeah, uh, look. No concussion. I, Other opposition player gets I, yeah. up, plays the ball. Yeah, I, look, look. face value, when you look at it from the angles that we see it from, yeah, it looks like a good hit. But they must have vision somewhere that shows it's he's made, contact, he's made contact with the head. Otherwise, yeah. they wouldn't charge you with a reckless tackle. Yeah, okay. Otherwise, okay. it would be a careless tackle. Okay. Whereas Jordan Rapiner got contact with the head, didn't he, Loz? And well, it was sort of a shoulder charge. And, I know it, was the a, arm and it was very much a shoulder charge, yeah. I would say. Whereas yeah. That's not a shoulder charge. No, no, no. He was, going in, he was going in for a tackle. Arm out. His left arm was... Yeah. yeah. At, to wrap around. Sort of, yeah, yeah, on the side of the arm there. So but that's why um, they're fighting it. They hmm. think they've got a case. So we'll find out who was right, who's wrong when they go there tonight. But they, I reckon they'll probably go for a downgrade. That's, yeah, but what's, the, I, what's, I don't what's think, that going to look like? Two games oh, instead of maybe, three? Maybe, might be one game, might be a fine, yeah, it might yeah, be okay. two games. See, I still reckon two games is... is yeah. way, I, re- I reckon him getting suspended for that, even the, even the 10 minutes... He, did he get sent off? No, he got 10. Yeah, he got 10 in the bin. Yeah. So even that at the time, <laughs> I was like, what? And now there's now there's the chance he's going to go for three games? Yeah. No, no, I, I understand your point. I, I get it, all that. I, 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 think, I, think I thought it was a good shot too. But what I'm saying is that if you get charged with reckless... Obviously, they've got something that yeah, they've seen that we're not, we're not, that we're not aware of. Okay, that okay. that will because otherwise it would have been a careless. Yeah, yeah. What's reckless? Minimum two oh, games. Well, reckless is on the higher end. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you if you get a careless grade one or a careless, yeah, it's probably a fine, and then you go careless two, careless three. He's, he's only got, been suspended so, once before, hasn't he? As well, twenty twenty, I think he got done. 
So his record, like he's got a pretty clean sheet for someone that's been in the sport for a long time. I just feel like they haven't taken that into consideration either. Well, hence he goes and his best case scenario, he's got such a range tonight, Wade Graham. At best, he could be fined $1,000. And at worst, he's got four weeks off. That's the range based on what comes out of this hearing tonight. That'll be uh, depending on the explanation that they can give Mm. and whether the panel want to believe that the tackle wasn't reckless, it was careless. And then depending on the grading of the careless charge. So, look, all options are on the table. Cronulla obviously think they can fight it. Uh, The match review panel looked at it and went, well, there's some contact there with the head because otherwise there wouldn't have been a reckless charge. Does Cronulla get all of the vision that the match committee gets before they get... Oh, yeah, they would, I think. Before you make a choice to fight it or not? I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I never went to the judiciary. Um, so I'm assuming they would ask the broadcasters for all angles. Yeah, mm. you sure. never had a hearing loss. Never, no, I never got sent off. Clean skin, clean skin. Never got yeah. sent off. Never Ten got minutes. Sent off. Uh, Five minutes. Yeah, I would have been sin binned, but, but I would have been sin binned too many times. No. Mm. Uh, Goody two shoes. Um, I think I might have got ten minutes against the Broncos one year, but that's about it. Mm. I didn't say much on the field. Was that a fib? Or you just left it to Ricky to say everything? Yeah, yeah. couldn't get a word in. Yeah, he did all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> but Jordan Rappin had copped his three weeks uh, loss for that shoulder charge on Scott Drinkwater of the Cowboys. Untimely, really, considering obviously they're without Xavier Savage still. So they got some uh, issues in the outside backs there and, you know... Rapina they need at the moment, but uh, he's not going to be there. They're going to KO Stadium to play the Dolphins this weekend. The up and about Dolphins. Well, they're up and about, but whether they can do it again this weekend, that's going to be the biggest challenge for the Dolphins because they set themselves for that game. They knew that it was going to be a big crowd there at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, people riding them off, but now the expectation has changed. The storyline's changed this week. Um, they go in expecting... That's a baseline performance for them. Uh, the Raiders, I thought, were slow to start, but they did tr- tremendously well to fight back in that contest and actually could have nearly won that game against the Cowboys, who were one of the competition heavyweights. So uh, they'd be dirty on themselves that they let that game get away from them. Uh, they'll turn up knowing that they've got a team that uh, is capable of winning if they play as well as they did last weekend. So the Raiders, they need everyone on deck. And unfortunately, Rapina, uh pleading... Guilty, sits on the sideline for three weeks, but it gives someone else an opportunity. And I think you know, one of the things that the Raiders have been able to do well over the last couple of years is um, give young players an opportunity, and they've handled it with both hands. So, yeah, a guy like James Schiller or an Albert Hopperwadi comes into that team. They've played enough first grade now to settle in, fit into their system and, and handle it. Uh, plenty of reaction already on the text line. I'm with you, Clarky. The way Graham tackle was a fine, massive, was fine, sorry, massive overreaction. Uh, Loz, if the game keeps going down the way Graham tackle ground, rugby league will die. Game becoming scared of being sued, says Steve at Rudy Hill. Wow, watch the tackle. Graham launched himself in the air at him, and I'm a Sharky's diehard. Three games is fair, says Craig. Was a fair tackle, shouldn't have been a penalty. NRL overreacting here, says Rod at Nara. Back page of the Daily Telegraph. You ready for this, pup? Have you seen this? I just saw you look at me, so I'm like, okay, what's happened now? Cameron Munster's finger on the back page of the uh, telly. 
<laughs> I watched um, what's that show? Fox three sixty yep. last night for about fifteen minutes before I had to turn it off. Mate, mate, honestly. couldn't you get enough enough of Buzz yesterday? Honestly, <laughs> well, you fall in love with Buzz all of a sudden. They were talking about. On, I, I've ne- I don't think ever in my life have I agreed with uh, what's Kenty's first name, Paul, Paul. Kent. Yet last night. I agree with him 100% against Buzz. <laughs> Buzz was on this mission to like... Uh, the, I didn't the Penrith, see it, so The Penrith 5-8 had a go at some youngster. Salmon, yeah, Jamin Because Salmon, he yeah. didn't do something that you, is expected of you playing sport at the highest level. Right. And he had a go at him on the field at the end of the game. So a camera, they had their back turned to the camera. The camera not only picked up the vision, but it picked up the audio. So they thought they'd show the world the audio. Right, they wouldn't have even known that they were being filmed or listened to. All he did, mate, was give him a serve for not doing what was required. Yeah. If you want to play A grade, yep. this young kid said, "Mate, his excuse was I was tired." <laughs> Lou, I said, "Mate, what?" Pretty much said, "Mate, don't don't give me. I'm tired." Right. So whose whose side was Buzz on? Whose oh, side? Was... Buzz is having a go. At Lou, I said, "No, Lou, I's a bad person." <laughs> what he said at the wedding, what he yeah. did on the field, what he did after he tackled someone and stood over the top. I'm like. Yeah. Mate, well, I, I, does, I, yeah, like, come I, on. I looked at that vision on the field and I didn't have an issue with it. Did you ever get a serve from a senior player? Yes. Of course you do. I got a serve every single day. Like, mate, yeah. if it wasn't in the net, you get out in the nets and Warnie would come down and smash you. You get out in the game, you don't want to walk in the change because Ricky Ponting would rip your ears off. Like, every, like that's part of learning as well. You There's a standard at the highest level yeah. that you, if you want to be in the best team in the world, if you want to win under pressure, if you want to be able to play on the big stage, then you learn, like, that's yeah. your teammates are they're not doing it to, you know, offend you and end no. your career. They're saying, mate, we have our expectations of you because you're good enough to be here. We want you to be better. And if you don't do that, then we need to find someone that I, will do I, that. I, and I, Tide's not an I res- excuse. I respect Luai to have the courage to grab the youngster. And, and he, I don't think he said it in a nasty way. Like, it was a one-on-one it's discussion. And well, why don't you leave it till off the field? Well, sometimes on the field right there in that moment is the right time. Mm. Is because then it you know you're explaining. Tell me why you miss, tell me why you're not up. Tell me why you didn't make it. Tell me why you you're not doing what this team requires. And right there and then, that is the right time. It's a talking point because we had the vision of it. Mate, vision. We we, we got to see it, and it's rare we get to see sort of those sort of candid yeah. discussions mm. between players. You yeah. know, you see players yelling at each other at times in the heat of the you moment, but to see it. a full blown well, discussion, you, you, we well, can you make have it that. Up. You have it after a game, but you also, you know, what you do in team meetings on the Tuesday in the video review. You session, show it. Well, you you show it, and yeah. then you discuss it, and they can get heated as well, right. because people can see it, and everyone in the room knows that someone didn't turn up on their job. Yeah, but the person that didn't turn up, sometimes he still can't see it. I reckon this is and a you're great sitting example. there going, mate, you're not there. Yeah, and they're defending their position, going, well, I couldn't get here because of X, Y, and Z. And you go, mate, we don't care. This is talk. We don't care about X, Y, Z. You needed to be there. Why weren't you there? If you're not going to get there, we'll find someone else to get there. And the best teams in the world, your teammates do it. Not your coach, your actual teammates. The blokes that are running beside you that are just as tired as you are. This is tall poppy syndrome. We've got this thing at the moment on Penrith. Or some people have this thing on Penrith. Because they've won two two Mm. GFs in a row... Because they, you know, there's a perception that they turn up to the game not in their tracksuit. They've got like a suit on or something like that that they're carrying on like uh, American athlete. Like, mate, let them do what they want to do. They're not bad people. They're not hurting anybody. 
They have their own style. It's working. What about we actually respect how good they've been rather than we're trying to smash them. They've lost one game this year and certain people are trying to bring them down. I, I just I hate this part. I hate it. Like, he's a, he's a bad person. He he's, everyone that you speak to says he's a great person, do I? Like, yeah. I, ju- I, just, I just find, I feel like we're just trying to, we're trying to hit Penrith because how dare you be a good sporting team? Why can't we actually go the other way and go, why do people not want to see him three-peat? It's never happened before. Mm. What an amazing story that would be. Well, it's fans of other clubs. That's okay, though. That's okay. But I think it's bigger than that. Yeah. I don't think it's just fans of other clubs. Mm. I think at the moment there's this thing going around about Penrith that they're too big for their shoes. Like, I don't know. Well, I think after a period of And I'm not just, I'm not just having a crack at Buzz. Mm. I just think Buzz was saying – I think this, we've seen it. We see it in our text line. There's mm. a lot of people that, that feel that way about Luai or about Penrith. But, I, man, anyone that knows – and I don't know him, but everyone that you speak to that says they know him says – it's like Cleary. They don't reckon there's a nicer guy on the planet. So, so th- sorry, going back to your first question, I saw the uh, the compound fracture on oh, Fox yeah. 360. So and it's geez, it looks back page of the paper today. So tough it, effort from Munster to, you, yeah, uh, to go back on. After sounds that. like they jabbed it, though. So they oh, put that, that yeah. marking, that local anesthetic. Yeah. You can't feel a thing. No. But even still, he could have done more damage. Uh, yeah. Hey, infection as well. Oh, infection well, would have been the, the one they would have been careful of. Because I, I think once that happens, if you strap it up, even though it's painful. Can't move. Yeah, I, th- I think, well, I'm assuming they wouldn't have sent him out there if they were thinking he can do more damage. Sounds like they thought it was a dislocation, not a fracture as well. Yeah, possibly. But either way, it's... Oh, yeah. Mate, no, it looks... It's, it's, mate, it's tough to go <laughs> back out there with that. Yeah. looks horrendous. Yeah. I always think that about footy because the ball's bigger than what I'm used to with the cricket ball. How, like, if you've got a broken finger, mm. like I see, wicket keepers for us, yeah, they, they used to have breaking, broken fingers every single game yeah. and they would have quarters, uh, local right. anaesthetic yeah. and just get on with it and play. I used to have to tape these two fingers up. Yeah. So uh, Is it catching or tackling? Ring finger. Where it's more effective. Uh, I would, well, it wouldn't stop this one dislocating. So I reckon yeah, okay. I would dislocate that once four or five weeks. Yeah, okay. And sometimes, now it was more if I grabbed. Oh, yeah, right. And then got my my finger caught and someone moved or I sort of went to rip, pop or grab out. you towards me, mm. it would just pop out, even though I had it strapped. Yeah, okay. Like it just sort of move a little bit. Um, but you put them back in and away you go. Uh, that one was a little bit different because it was a mm. fracture. Um, but with the dislocation, you just put them back in and away you go. I remember the first time I dislocated my finger, I, I freaked out because I didn't, I've never seen it before and it was pointing Damn. at right angles. <laughs> Not good. I've done it while I dislocated Mate, honestly, I, just, yeah. I, I didn't even know I did it. Yeah. I dived over, scored a try, I got back up <laughs> looked and looked down at my <laughs> finger and I nearly fainted. Yeah. Yes. I've never seen it before yeah. like that. It was pointing in that direction. Uh, back page of the Herald. We'll get to this after the six o'clock news, but headless chooks uh, is one headline there. Also, fired up Moses defends drawn out negotiations. Interesting exchange with the journalist there yesterday. Mitchell Moses. We'll get to that. We've got a new segment today, which I'm putting on the boys at very short notice. Rash decisions, just anything. So you know, an early bet you want to have, a change you want to make. I don't know. It might be you want to go and get a new tattoo this weekend, oh, Clarky. No, anything. No, no more tattoos. Rash decisions. Just one thing no you more. would do, whether out of the weekend or a bet you want to make going forward, a call you want to give. 
something you need to do around the house, whatever it is. Give us a call, 13.53.53. Mitchell Moses, so back page of the Herald, fired up Moses, defends drawn-out negotiations. Yesterday faced the media, spoke about his contract situation, kept saying that these things take time. He's left it to his manager. He scoffed at a question about whether he's being greedy and says the media are just guessing about the numbers involved and they have no idea. Uh, denied he put a deadline on having it done by round one, just said he'd like to have it done by round one. Uh, when asked about the pressure it's putting on the coach, he praised Brad Arthur's understanding. He took umbrage, particularly with one reporter, <laughs> saying those questions are all over the shop at one point. When he was asked what's the hold-up, he said, I don't know, though. So uh, surely he knows. Surely he knows what the hold-up is. But I'm, having a, I'm having a play on Players Tuesday. I am on Players Side Tuesday. Well, he hey, kept saying to he's under. Mitchell con- Moses, he's, he's, he has a contract. Yeah, correct. He's in contract, right? He does not have to talk to anybody. It's no one's business. That's true. The only thing is he said he'd like to have it awesome. done by round one. Awesome. I'm and, sure, when- and, and I'd like to make $10 million instead of three. <laughs> of course he would like to have yeah, it done, it, but it, that's it. why you have an agent. And he, 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 he owes nothing to no one when it comes to telling them anything about it, telling them how much money it is, re-signing. When his contract's up, he can re-sign. I understand fans, Parramatta fans, would love to see him re-sign. But even in regards to West Tigers, as me as a fan, I'd love Mitchell Moses to come back to West Tigers, but he's got a contract. So once he's contract up, then that's when it's important to me. Why do we ke- – we sit here and – all of us sit here and go, well, a contract's worth nothing these days because players rip it up and teams rip it up. Well, hang on. He's actually trying to honour his contract. Let him honour it. When it's up, he'll re-sign a new, he'll either re-sign or he'll sign a new contract. I, I, I agree with you 100%. Mm. But the only issue is it becomes a distraction. And, and it becomes a distraction not for, not for Mitch, but it becomes a distraction for the team. And if you start the season the way they did – You've just got to know in the back of your mind that this will keep coming up. And this will be the narrative rather than Parramatta playing poorly. And then they start to drill down on this is the reason why Parramatta aren't playing well. If they won the other day, yeah, no, no, no but, problems. But no, this this wouldn't this even be... I where the media sets their own agenda, laws. Like, the media's the one that deter... Like, again, look at that press conference yesterday. Mm-hmm. All the questions were about him signing or not signing. Yep. Why were the questions not about, mate, what, what happened on the weekend? Why were you not at your best? Because they they want to know what this Mitch's is, Moses is, is doing and they're that, trying to tie in. Because that's more important. The media agenda, that is what's selling more papers. They don't actually care about Parramatta playing good or bad. That'll sell five papers, but Mitch Moses signing or not signing will sell, will no, sell a thousand papers. No, but Parramatta fans, they want to know. Oh, no, they, of they, course. So, so they want to know, and then they want to know whether this is a distraction for the team. And is that a reason why we didn't play well against nah, it's Melbourne? It's just a gender push massively. Honestly, uh, I know what it's like. I know what it's like. I've been in that position. You go to your teammates straight away and say, boys, I'm, yeah, I, we're in negotiations. Yep. I want to stay. The boys go, get it, because they've been in the same... You Don't tell me Gutho hasn't sat in the same position. No one, don't, no like, one, every player no, no knows one, what it's No like. one is going to begrudge a player for doing what's hundred, best for themselves. The players would be sweet. It's but the what, what happens fine. is every time the coach goes to front, every, He's time, gonna be the asked player, every, every time, time the player goes to front, and then that becomes the storyline. <laughs> yeah, so I, so, I, so I you can't stop what's going to be a storyline. I agree with that. And once it gets momentum, yeah. mate, that's 
the big issue. But I don't it's, think it's Mitch, not about Parramatta playing poorly. I don't think it's Mitch about, is doing anything wrong here by allowing it to take. Uh, he, no, he's, he's got the time. He's, he's, he's got, got the every ten right. months. He's on his got every right to, to do round, negotiations. Got yep, he's yeah. got every right to do the negotiations. Yeah. How he. Sees best fit for and him. how his manager thinks is that, best to get him that, the right that's outcome. That's fine, but the thing he has to take on board is that if it's not done because he's such a high-profile player and he's off contract, and you're talking about over a million dollars a season, so you throw all that in together, high-profile player on a million, over a million dollars, clubs wanting you and your team's not performing well after coming off the back of a grand final last year, people want to know why. Yeah. If they won on the weekend, I don't think it's that big a story this yeah. week. I just think but because they lost, he and now have... they got Souths. No. Why have a two-year contract or a three-year contract if you're not going to let the contract, let the player fulfill his contract? Like, yeah, because it's his option. Is. But it's his option. But that's, mm. but that's smart smart negotiating from his agent, whoever negotiated this contract. Because yes. now, what he, also, let's yep. put yourself in here. Yep. Right now, yep. he might be sitting there going, I actually still don't know if I want to stay at this club. Yep. I, actually, I actually still don't know if I'm the right player for this club yeah. if the club wants like the club has offered me a deal but I don't know I, what if he what if he actually doesn't know just yet right no that, that's fine and he's got time to but work what happens it out. if you're the club and you all of a sudden don't move and he decides to leave at the end of the year no no but th- this is up to this is this is where a negotiation can, the club's entitled yeah, but, to take their offer off the table yeah, yeah they, they certainly are yeah but but what they want to know is obviously they believe they're close to securing a deal yep. so they're prepared to go yeah as long as it takes yeah but they could lose Mitch and then lose a potential target yeah, but next Roz, year as that's well. That's why a negotiation is two parties. The club should be looking after. If I was the club, yep. if I'm sitting in, if I'm on the board at Parramatta, yep. I've got a plan B already. Before I even offer this deal to Mitch Moses, I've got a plan B. Oh, yeah, how do you do that? But you, you've already, you've already. But how do you, how do you go ten weeks? Thinking you got Mitch, Mate, and might, then someone else signs from another club might somewhere be, else. I might be talking to someone else right yeah. now. As I've got this offer on the table, yeah, you can't accept two players. No, you can't. But I can talk to two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. So I would have a plan B. Yeah, ma- right. Yep. Yeah, Mi- Mitchell Moses. Mitchell Moses. Could, this is the risk from the player's perspective yeah. as well. He could get greedy, and he could lose both. Yeah, 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 yeah. So but, th- that's what he would be saying to his agent. I would imagine. Yep. Yeah. Saying, let's not stuff this up. Yep. Yeah. But my only concern, my only, my beef with this is I feel like because we want to know, right? The fans, the media, we want him to make a decision. But he actually, that's why he has a contract. He doesn't need to just yet. No, no, no. So we can't be angry at him. No, no, no. It's it's his prerogative. It's it's his prerogative. I thought the questions towards him yesterday were just, were way too, like, you're busting his balls, really, but he's not doing anything wrong. But that's, that's how it. That's how it works. Oh no, I, that, that, that's, I know that's how it works. I know, it, but it, I don't think I don't think yesterday's interview, like Mitchell's, again on Fox three hundred and sixty, I watched it. Mitchell's reaction back and forth with that journo, I, you could tell he was frustrated. He was like, oh. "Dude, I've just told you, well, you I've got to manage." You don't want to keep answering those questions. Yeah, but the issue is, he said that it was going to be round one, and it, it wasn't, by, and it wasn't yeah. forthcoming. Yeah. So, what do you think they do after round one? First time they get hold of Mitch Moses is why wasn't it done? Yeah, because you actually said I'm hoping to get it done. Mm-hmm. Now has there been a 
um, late change of direction. But can he, has the, can he win if he comes out and tells the truth? There? What, what, if, what if the actual fact is he wants more money or he wants an extra year mm-hmm. or he wants more, different conditions in the contract? Like, well, that's obviously the hold-up. Of course, there's something, but him coming out and being honest about that, Matt, are you joking? He's going to get. Imagine if he comes out and says, "Oh, we're fighting over. We're actually fighting over an extra hundred thousand dollars." Yeah, he's going to get smashed. No, well, you don't want to play it out in the media, but yeah. but yeah. that's going to be the narrative all the way through until he signs. Yeah, because when you're such a high-profile player at a high-profile club and you're off contract, mate, people want to know what you're doing. But, and if you haven't signed for the club and the club start to lose games, if I'm Mitchell that's, Moses that's there, where people go, wow, there's got to be a problem. If I'm Mitchell Moses there, that's the last interview I'm doing until I sign this contract. Whichever way I go, I'm, I'm saying to Parramatta, and I'm saying the media, want, media, don't you want the best players talking to us? Yes, we want Mitchell Moses. He's got to answer Paramount. the hard questions, though. Mate, he's just answered. This guy just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. I think, I think Mitchell actually did well not to just walk away. Say, Matt, I've answered the question. I'm sorry that you want an answer out of me today, but I haven't got one. My manager is dealing with the club, and I promise you, as soon as we have our decision, we want the world to know. But right now, I haven't got that. But he kept going, kept going, kept going. So if I'm Mitchell Moses now, I'm saying to Parramatta, guys, my media is done until this this, this decision's made. Which I think's bad, because now we don't see Mitchell Moses in front of TV cameras for young boys and young girls as well. Like, I want to hear him speak. I don't mind the question, but you have to respect the answer. Even if you don't like it or agree with it, you have to respect the answer. It, He's the, not doing anything wrong. The whole situation was the perfect storm out of Thursday night's game, because what will Parramatta lost. They lost in a situation well, they where they should have won. Yeah. Their halves... Were disappointing, yeah, particularly that, when that the game was on the line. To Mitch Moses, what happened with what did we debate play? here Friday morning? How much is Mitchell Moses really worth? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so <laughs> it, it was the perfect storm. Then he fronts the media early in the week before the next game. Did you game. think the journo's behaviour was fine? Uh, look, I wasn't surprised that that was going to happen. Yeah, okay. I, I thought okay. that would be based, the line of questioning. Yeah, yeah for but, sure. Okay. Based on the fact that he said, "I'd like to have it sorted by, by round one." Round one, not sorted. Parramatta lose. It's just the way it was always going to play out. Yeah. It was always okay. going to be that line of questioning. Yeah. And, and that's and that's you know the journo was there. He's doing his job, and I can understand Mitch because he doesn't want to talk about it. He just wants it done. Yeah. Either but, way. But, but that's my point, Loz. Like, surely, surely everyone, like, Mitch, Mitch, it's not like Mitch is sitting there, you know, um, hiding stuff because he doesn't want a decision made. Like, I would imagine, and I don't know. I, haven't, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't spoken to Mitch about it. I would imagine he wants it done like the fans want it done, like the media wants it done. But he would also go, hang on a second. I've actually got this time. I'm not disrespecting anybody by honouring my no. contract. I'm not trying to right. not tell the fans. It's not like, he, oh, I've got a secret I'm not telling you. He's he's done nothing wrong, Mitch, yeah. Mitch Moses. He's just going through negotiations and they haven't come to an agreement and he's not going to agree unless he's 100% committed. Yep. So so we get we get all that. Yeah. But the issue is... You're going to be when, asked when, when, when you say that, oh, hopefully it's done by round one and then it's not, the next time you get an opportunity... To interview this bloke, you can ask why. Why wasn't fair it done? enough to? Understood. Why wasn't it done? Yeah, and then and that enough. drives the narrative. And then when you lose, <laughs> if, if if they didn't, if they won on Thursday night, mm. it would have been maybe one or two questions, mm. and then mm. move on. But so because true. they lost, and he hasn't signed a contract, people then are thinking, "Oh, geez," and he didn't play well. 
Is it playing on his mind? Mm. You know, is is there some distraction there? That's that's the way it sort of works. Mm. I, I think if 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 it, they had a one on Thursday night, the line of questioning, yes, it would have been there, but they would have moved on yeah. more quickly. I think that's. I'm not saying don't ask the question. I'm saying play on with that. You mate, you go to a press conference, you get asked anything. Yeah. Get asked about your personal life yeah. in the middle of a test series. Like I'm not saying. I'm just saying I felt like. Mitch is getting made out here to be like to be doing the wrong thing, or you know he's keeping a secret. At the end of the day, he's on contract. He's got. He's he's not doing anything wrong by honouring his contract. He's actually finally one of the players doing something right that he's allowing his current contract to play out, and then he'll re-sign somewhere else. He can handle his negotiations how he wants to handle them. He shouldn't be copping um, stick for that, I don't reckon, though. That's no, no, no. Well, that, 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 no, that, I, I'm, I'm in agreement yeah. there with you. But people should but be able how to I'm, what I'm saying is once you sort of put it out there, you want this to happen, and it's not, the next time you get an opportunity as a journalist to ask a player, we well, hang on, you said this, yeah, yeah. where's it at now? Yeah, okay, fair call. And, and fair then call. another journalist will follow it up with another question, and that's how it starts mm. to play out. Rash Decisions, new Tuesday segment. Clarkie, you've got one. I'm so going... this is just a mad statement. Can be anything. What's my What's my new favourite player's name? Lost number six for the Bronx. Ezra Man. Ezra Man will play State of Origin this year for Queensland. Oh, good I one. Don't know how he gets Cherry Evans seven, Munster six, uh, Ben Hunt fourteen, Harry or Grant, nine. Harry mm. Grant nine. I think there obviously needs to be an injury. But I reckon he's, I reckon he's a superstar, and I reckon he's playing Origin this year somehow. Well, we saw uh, Dearden come in very late for Origin three last mm. year. Obviously, I think Munster had COVID, didn't he? Yes, Which, he did. When COVID, yeah, they're worried board, about it going in. through the, the yeah. camp. Uh, so no, good one, Clark. I like him. I reckon he's in one game. He's my god. I reckon he's a superstar. Clarky's rash decision. Ezra Man plays so Origin. Rash. You got one, Loz? Um, oh. My, no, I haven't got a, as rash as that one. <laughs> is, that, is that out there, you reckon? Uh, no. I, I think, too soon? <laughs> well, is he good enough, you reckon, to play? Yeah, he will be. Yeah, okay. Whether it's this year, I, I think eventually he'll get there yeah, okay. at, at the that level. I think he's a wonderful player, um, but he's got a couple of good ones in front of him because mm-hmm. you've got possibly Ponger as well as Munster. You know, Munster will be the six. And then going on what did and done last year... I would think if there was an opportunity to play him again, they would reward Dearden for what he did. I need a few injuries. (laughs) (laughs) But no, mate, honestly, I think Ezra Mann's a really good player. A really good player. They've always spoken highly of him. And I remember having a beer with Kevy last year. Might have been start or halfway through. He was wrapping him deluxe. Said, Mm. what's this kid go? So they've got a massive opinion of him. Well, it's called rash decision. So it can be outlandish, Clark. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely outlandish. Like, could be you telling us you're going to get a new, I don't know, a tattoo oh, on your forehead or something. Say this something week. else. No, I thought <laughs> I'd take it away from me. Was <laughs> for everyone's sake. Anything? <sighs> rash decisions. Um, not really, Mido. I, 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 my rash decision. A rash decision. Aussies win the fourth test. Numb down. Win by an innings. Only bat once in the fourth test, the Aussies. You're going to sell the house and move to the beach. Like yeah, actually, across the, the road. You want to go north. At Manly, when we're at the Stain, yeah. and you just had a moment saying, you know what? I'm going to live on the beach. Uh, 
No. <laughs> I, I, I can't think of anything, boys. Well, a rash decision. Okay. Well, it can be What's yours, like, Well, mine's, mine's betting related. So yesterday, because I had to ditch the last 10 minutes of the show, I had to go to the ATC's, uh, the City Autumn Racing Carnival launch. And I was speak, uh, Paul Snowden got up and, uh, you know, I just asked him at the end, give us another horse from your stable that you can't wait to see on track in Sydney this autumn. And he almost... Well, yeah, I almost had a bit of a chuckle. Just such was the confidence in Marzu. So I'm going to go and back Marzu for the TJ Smith, oh, first TJ. and foremost. Well, it's going to resume at the new market down in Melbourne at Flemington this weekend. And uh, naturally out of the weekend, Giga Kicks all the rage after its sensational run in the Challenge Stakes. And Giga Kicks $4.50. But, uh, yeah, Paul was just oh, glowing in his praise of Marzu and uh, reminded us that it drew Barry 11 in the Everest last year and ran a length, sat three wide and ran a length behind the winner, Giga King. Mm. Probably has a better run and probably, well, at least is fighting out the finish, if not is winning the race. So uh, the way he spoke yesterday, that was enough for me. Tick, rash decision, early bet, TJ Smith, Marzu, $11. Thank you very much. Straight into the, all right. Well, I'll go slip a winner. Don good. Corleone. Okay, good. Well, Hugh Bowman's booked for the ride. Stodens, there you go. I'll back on the big fella. No, that's, that's a good one, Loz. I've just lost it on my screen here, but uh, I think it was around... What price was it? I think it was on the fourth line of betting last time I checked. Maybe around the $10, $11 mark. $11 mark, but there you go. Loz has got the slipper winner. There you go. What do you think of the new segment, guys? No, I'm not no? a fan. Okay. <laughs> No, I think we're we're not really like I don't think me and well, Loz, we're building into it. Yeah, yeah, me and Loz are not really out there enough. Like we haven't really, mate. I'm just trying to get through the day. Someone's just texting my multi's a rash decision. I make it every Friday. Just get through the day. That's rash enough for me. Well, you got a refund last last week, didn't you, for the multi? We did. So we did. <clears throat> One of the horses uh, elevated temperature. Um. <laughs> the Walla Horse. Ossipenko. 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 Oh, dear. Elevated temperature. Scratch the morning of the race. Mm. Roots did no good. But anyway. Well, that's we'll saved We'll our money back beforehand. Ossipenko's elevated temperature saved you. Yeah. Uh, there's some Premier League coming up this morning to kick off at about 20 minutes' time. Brentford, $1.95 with Tab. Fulham, $3.60. The draw paying $3.60 in that match. Yesterday on the PGA Tour, uh, the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill. It was won by Kurt Kitayama, the American, by one stroke from Rory McIlroy and Harris English. Jason Day had a good tournament, finished tied for 10th and five under, four shots off the pace. And over in the Vancouver Sevens, our women lost the final, won a silver. 19-12, they went down uh, to New Zealand. And our men finished third, won the bronze. Argentina ended up winning the men's, and uh, we beat Ireland in the semi-final over in Vancouver. Uh, give us a call, 13-53-53. New Tuesday segment, Rash Decisions. Mixed reaction. Mixed reaction. I love how you text. did it, Mido. Yeah, you just, you just put it put on it you. straight out there. That's mm. what a rash decision's all about. I couldn't think of one straight away. Well, it was too early. Oh, well, just but now, now I'm ready for rash come. decisions. But I reckon you're going to play this game at any time. Or is it you're going to have a segment for it on a Tuesday, Tuesday. morning? Tuesday. I think it's just a Tuesday morning. But if you, if you have a moment, you can bring it up whenever you want, Loz. You know what? Isn't it good? What, what happens if I just said now, rash decision, what is it? What is it? 
What's your rash decision? Rash Another one. Oh. <laughs> Any time I'm going to use rash decision. Mm. Aussies doing the Ashes 5 0. There's one for you. 5 0. Not lose a test in England. That won't be happening. What do you mean? Basball. Basball. We won't I'm be all sh- over basball. basball. I'm all over Virat Ball. No Paddy Cummins, not going back for the fourth test. Staying home. Smart yeah. decision, I think. Very Paddy. Yeah, smart decision. Stay with his yeah. family and be there for his mum. And mm. um, Yeah, I'm sure he's going through a tough Have you played there. at this new stadium? They're talking about 132,000 no. suited stadium. Where, where, where is so it? So it's in Ahmedabad. So the, this it's is not, that new, been, yeah, newish no, stadium, no. which is the biggest, basically, cricket stadium in the world. Yep, uh, a lot of people, 132,000. Yeah, but 85,000 seats for day one are being set aside for the Indian Prime Minister, and I believe Albo's going to be over there as well. So I, I, that's obviously for 85, security. 85,000 have been set aside for the Prime Minister. What, he's... Obviously security Friends? Reasons. He's got some family coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big group. Uh, well, I know. Apparently, well, the, the, some Aussie the, the tourists been... were blowing up about. It was actually hard to get tickets. The crowd is the crowds haven't been big through the Test series. There was a few at the last yeah, Test match, but not packed. No, not like an IPL game. No, ex- mm. surprise, surprise. Uh, but it, I was, some of Steve Smith's comments were interesting, Clarky, and uh, he made those good comments at the, the end of the third Test that you know it's Pat's team now yep. that he you know went on to say though, as well, that India is probably his favourite place in the world to captain, Smith said, that it's a game of chess, that every ball means something. Did you concur with India being your favourite place to captain? I didn't really notice a difference. I think mm. captaining was... I, I, I understand what he's saying. He's saying yeah. you're in the game as captain all the time, especially when you're on wickets like that. So, you know, every over you could you could change the field or you could you can switch the bowlers after a two-over spell. Like, it's, it, it, it's the conditions that mm. certainly they're playing in this series. Um, but no, I didn't feel... I, I, there wasn't... There wasn't a place I didn't enjoy captaining, put it that way. And I think uh, that's why I love international cricket. That's why it's different to domestic cricket, because you're playing all different conditions around the world. At the moment, Australia's got to use their spin bowlers as well as they can. They've got to be tactically switched on with their fields for spin bowlers, um, which is exciting as a captain, because as Smitty, you know, is talking about you're always thinking about okay where's that ball going to go if it's you know what's the angle where should my bat pad stand my leg slip stand I you know in outfield so it gives some protection so you're always thinking but you go to England now you've got seaman swing so you've got to work out okay am I you know am I no mid on and am I a four slip am I a gully or am I does he go in like my five like you're always thinking there's a bit of seam do I need a bat pad or do I put him at square leg conditions vary and they're the challenges as as captain I, I think the tactics around the I think I think we forget about that when we talk about cricket captains I think we feel like you know as soon as you become particularly Australian cricket captain that it's leadership first so it's about you know it's the second most important job to the prime minister all of this talk gets thrown up the most important thing about captaining any cricket team and the Australian cricket team is no different is what you do on the field you captain your team to help them win, give them the best chance of winning. So tactics are very important. Um, decisions are very important. That's your number one focus, and that's why you're given the job. Now, the other staff off the field is what comes with it. That's what comes with representing Australia uh, and certainly being the leader of that group. But I, I think 
I think you've got to be, you know, you've got to be able to read the game and read the situation and get the best out of your players and go and ask for help and advice and guidance and, and use the players around you, use the people off the field to continue to get better every day tactically on the field because that's where you're most required. The captain has the opportunity to make or break the game with one decision. Test cricket, you probably get away with it. You'll get a second chance. You can take a bowler off, bring someone on. One day cricket, 20, 2020 cricket particularly, one decision, win or lose the game. So tactically, you've got to be switched on. And I think that's what Smitty's trying to say. He feels more in the game, captaining in somewhere like India, than he might do in Australia. You know, Australia, you can bowl. Bowl you three quicks. That doesn't work. Bring a spinner on. Okay, go back and try your quicks again. Okay, wait for the second new ball. You can make it a bit... It's a bit plain Jane compared to what he's doing in India at the moment, but yeah, I think um, I think it's a, it, it's the most important part of captaining a cricket team what you do on the field. Australia for the fourth test on Thursday, uh, three dollars sixty. India a dollar forty eight favourites, and the draw with Tab paying eight dollars fifty. Just on the text line, laws rash decisions. Canberra to finish bottom four. Ouch, says Steve. But then another one here, Foxy Cleopatra to win the Melbourne Cup. Uh, Cal from yeah, Newey. Not rash. Oh, no, not rash. That's not a rash decision. No. Okay. No. It's well, a possibility. Is, strong it's possibility. Strong possibility. <clears throat> strong possibility. Let me get yeah. a price. Don Corleone for the slipper. By the way, thirteen dollars. Yeah. Thirteen dollars. What did you make of his run in the Blue Diamond Minnow? Oh, very good. I thought he was pretty good. Very good. Is that the form though? Well, that's the problem, isn't it? Because mm. they all talk about the Melbourne form not being strong. But you never know, Mido. You never know. Just, you know, going down the list here to try and find Foxy. And I'm not sure uh, we've... Oh, there she is, 100 to 1. $101. So, and you're saying it's a strong possibility. That's all I'm saying, strong possibility. Okay. So I'm getting 100 to 1 for a strong possibility. $2 on it, Mido. Unreal. Uh, We get to see the St. George Illawarra Dragons for the first time this weekend. They open their season Sunday night. Great start to the season. Two points with the bye. They're at Cogra against the Gold Coast Titans. Jaden Sullivan set to be named in the halves with Ben Hunt. And Jack Bird expected to be in the back row when the team sheet comes out today. The City Morning Herald also saying that a 19-year-old forward, Toby Couchman, will be on the team sheet as well. And Jack DeBellin looks like he'll miss the match with a calf injury. And Couchman is a New South Wales under-19 rep and is an Illawarra junior as well. So uh, a name to watch. But uh, Jaden Sullivan, who's always had a big rap on him, Loz, looks like he's going to get first crack in the halves with Ben Hunt. Yeah, he's coming off a hamstring injury too, I think, Jaden. But look, there's plenty of talent there. Um, He's one of these young guys that that came through the system. Um, Massive ability. He just needs that confidence and the trust of other people when he gets out there on the field. He's been moved around a little bit. I think he was playing out of the dummy half area last year at times, but he's a genuine half. Uh, the Bulldogs were pretty keen on getting him for this season, but they couldn't prize him out of the Dragon setup. Um, and I'm hoping that he gets a, a fair crack at it because he's a talented kid. Uh, the key to their chances is obviously Ben Hunt. Uh, he was outstanding last season, and if he's set for another big year, he'll carry them a long way. Um, I think we're just going to sit back and watch the Dragons' first round against the Titans because we're all blown away with how poor they were in the Charity Shield. 
Um, but South Sydney have franked that form by coming out and playing well against Cronulla. Um, and Cronulla are a top four team. Most people think they're a top four team. Um, but the Dragons, they certainly need to improve on what they showed in the trials. And we always talk about don't judge trial form, judge them in their first game. So it's very important. Very, very important. Because I remember the Dolphins in their last trial got beaten. Oh, and, trials are and people were now. talking about, oh, this. the Dolphins are going to really struggle. Oh. They came out and won on the weekend mm. against the Roosters. So I, I, I'm not reading anything in the trials, but I really hope for the Dragons' supporters' sake that they play well first up and get the two points. Because if they do that, it takes some noise away. $1.85, Titans $1.95 with tabs. So very tight market for Titans look like being without Kieran Foran, which is a massive blow for them. Yeah, huge blow. You know, I know he only played less than, well, what, half a game basically on the weekend. Uh, Jaden Campbell's a really good player. It was interesting, though, when Campbell came on, they didn't move Brimson to 5'8", and Campbell back to the fullback position. They left young Jaden Campbell there as that left half, so... I wonder whether that's the path they'll go down this week with Foran not being there. I reckon you keep Brimson at fullback, though, Loz. I reckon he's an out-and-out fullback. Well, I think you do, but then I worry about young Campbell in the front line. Mm-hmm. So unless they just keep him there and bring a guy like Toby Sexton in, who played a lot of football there last year. Mm-hmm. So that might be something they, they do, the Titans. Just had a quick peep at the futures markets with Tab. New favourite most losses. Who do you think it is? Not the Dolphins anymore. Oh, going off that, the Dragons, is it? Newcastle Knights. Newcastle. Just $3.75. Dolphins, $4.00. Dragons, $4.25. Tigers, $5.50. The teams uh, at the top of the market in the most losses market. Early days, of I reckon, course. You, I reckon you'll change your mind a number of times this season in terms of wooden spoon. Definitely with top eight, you're going to change your mind. Because one week you think a team's pretty good and the next week they play poorly and you're sitting there shaking your head and going, how did I fall into them? But I've always said, after the first month, you'll get a better read on sides and then you'll start to have a firmer opinion on how they're travelling. Some of the other moves in the premiership market, South's 11 into $7. Brisbane, 17 into 13 Manly, 21 into 15 uh, Penrith at the top of the market drifted from four dollars to four seventy five after their opening round defeat, and the Roosters out a point, uh, five fifty to six dollars fifty. Bad beat of the weekend though, for sure. Anyone who had Ronaldo Mulatalo to score a try in your same game multis or just uh, as a bet out or one out in for all money, Lachlan Ilias, what a try saver, loss. Yeah, it was very good. He's a good young player, very good young player. Don't worry about. Uh, Ronaldo, what about everyone that would have been on board the Alex Johnson bandwagon? Ooh. Because that was just a certainty last year, Alex Johnson to score a try. Oh, well, he's odds on, maybe odds on every week to score a try. Oh, you give me $2 every week, I'd take him. Mm. But they played away from that left edge last week. They played you know, a lot more to the right than what they have done in the past. So if that's a sign of things to come... Uh, he mightn't score as many tries as what he has the last couple of years, but you can never leave him out as a try scorer, any time try scorer. Adam Pengilly, good morning. Morning, Jared. Morning, boys. Uh, let's talk some racing and uh, the Coolmore Classic. What did you make of the nominations? Yeah, really fantastic set of nominations, Jared. I'm very keen to see these three-year-old fillies in the race this year, if they all run, including Sue Gotcha, 
obviously Ruthless and Dame and Sunshine in Paris were also good in, in the surround stakes last start. So they certainly had a lot of interest in that race. And I did notice that James McDonald's going to get down to try and ride, what is it, 54 and a half kilos for, for Zoo Gotcha in the race. I think she's carrying 54. I think J-Mac might ride half a kilo over given his weight. So it's not often he gets underneath 55 kilos, but I suppose it's that time of year with a carnival sort of in full swing at the moment. A lot of these handicaps wants to try and get down to ride as, as light as possible. And the one thing I'm probably most looking forward to hopefully if the weather holds up later this week is the fact that the Coolmore Classic from my memory has always been run on really rain affected tracks the last four or five years we have a lot of rain in Sydney around this time of year but hopefully the weather can hold up for the rest of the week and get a a nice dry surface at Rose Hill there on the weekend. Jackano heading to Sydney for the all-age stakes. Yeah he is Loz there was a chance that he was going to stay in Melbourne he had his first try in a mile last week in the Australian Guineas but uh, Mick Price and uh, Michael Kent Jr. have decided to freshen him up bring him back up to Sydney to the 1400 metres for the all-age stakes so that means that he's now out of the running for the All-Star Mile. He's one of the top 10 vote-getters in the, uh, the initial poll that sort of took place with the, with the fans, but he's withdrawn from his spot there. And Annabelle Neesham's picked up a, a wild card there with Laws of Indices, and obviously Pounding's got a, got a wild card as well as Aegon, the New Zealand horse, too. So that field is starting to take shape. I think Racing Victoria got one more wild card to hand out, hopefully, to get that field sort of get, being close to finalised. But it's a, it's a really big coup for us to see out Jack and I up here in Sydney in the All-Age Stakes. Potentially could be his last one. I'm not sure what connections are thinking, but given a three-year-old and his his stallion value and stallion potential, I'd say that we won't be seeing him race on too much past the Autumn Carnival up here in Sydney. And the Blue Diamond winner, Little Bros, for the Hayes team, set to gallop at Albury before the slipper. Yeah, really crucial gallop for him, Jared. I think it is this morning, actually. I think Ben and JD Hayes are taking him across the border to Albury to try and work him, I suppose, on that reverse leg and get him used to the Sydney way of going. And I just I don't know what to think about this Blue Diamond form this year heading towards the slipper. Dawn Corleone was extremely unlucky in that race. There's a couple of other horses as well who were unlucky in Steel City. So whether it's the A-grade form heading towards the slipper this year, I'm... I'm not too sure. What I will say is it's shaping up as a very, very even field this year. The betting market suggests that, Jerry, with Cylinder, the, the favourite at the moment from learning to fly. We're not going to have a really pronounced favourite as it stands for the Golden Slipper this year. So Little Bros, you can carry that form from, from Sandown to Blue Dawn up to Sydney. He's going to be extremely hard to beat. The one thing I, I do look at when I look towards a slipper is horses that are going the Sydney way the first time of going under race conditions, I think, are, are a big risk. You can usually find a bit of an edge in the market by taking on some of those horses. So he might fit into that category. I'm not sure, but... I'm sure there'll be some reports coming out of that gallop at Albury this morning to see how he works the opposite way. I was reading your article about Spencer Linu, Adam, and, geez, I thought he made some interesting comments, including the roosters are the pinnacle of the NRL. Yeah, he did, Loz. I had a quick, good chat to him um, over the course of the weekend. He's, he's sort of first interview since sort of announced, or I suppose, agreeing to terms with the roosters. And I, I want to say this, Loz. I don't think he wanted to leave Penrith. I think his preference was to stay at Penrith if he possibly could. But there were certain things that he wanted to achieve in his career, at, I suppose, at this time of his career, too, in being a, a regular starter, um, getting more minutes and, and, and really pushing himself to try and become that sort of 40, 45, 50-minute prop that he probably needs to become. And I think the fact was he wasn't going to get a chance to do that at Penrith, really, was he, behind James Fisher-Harris and Moses Leota. Those two guys are well and truly entrenched and established as, as Penrith's starting front rowers. The Roosters came in for him. I think he met with Trent Robinson. I think their financial offer was significantly more than what he's probably going to earn at Penrith if he, if he stayed at Penrith too. So he decided to go. And I, I do know what you're saying about that comment. He sort of said it to me as well, and I was a little bit taken aback as well, um, saying that the Roosters are pinnacle of the NRL. They've been a benchmark for many, many years. He's, he's played for a club that's won the last two premierships. But I think he probably was trying to almost say as well, off the field as well, they've been a, right. a pinnacle yeah. of the NRL too and a, and a benchmark. So... 
Yeah, it's a big loss for Penrith because we know even in that loss on Friday night against the Broncos, I thought he's really good in patches there and bent the line back a couple of times. But he'll be a he'll be a really big pick up for the Roosters. His, his big challenge now is to try and play a few more minutes. Thank you, Adam. Have a good day. See you, boys.